calling out corrupt politics, citing the United States Constitution, to exploring American history. We are the relentless patriots. Now, without further ado, here is the most relentless patriot of them all, relentless patriot Frank. Hello, everybody out there in Patriot Land. This is Relentless Patriot Frank. Good evening. Happy Sunday, about to be a start of the new work week. And uh, I know it's been, um, you know, a week or two, but we are here to talk further about the Constitution and what's currently going on politically in this country. As you guys know, this is a very special network of patriots in which all of us are extremely concerned for the well-being of our nation and of our constitutional rights that are currently being threatened by the politically correct, if you even want to call them that, which they're not, they're definitely not correct, Democrats and communists that have infiltrated our government at every single level. Um, as usual, I always like to start with a constitutional reading. Today's episode is going to be about the Articles of Confederation and how they apply to today's standards of which we, we patriots really must start applying the Constitution more so against our government. So as you guys know, the Articles of Confederation are a, you know, basically a bunch of documents put together by our forefathers November 15, 1777 and officially ratified March 1st, 1781 against the King of England. So once we won the Revolutionary War, the Articles of Confederation were written and directed directly towards the not just the King of England, but this also helped us secede from England after the fact that we uh, won our freedom. So let's just start with why I'm, I'm choosing this title, the Articles of Confederation. Keyword, Confederation. Keyword, Confederates of the Civil War. Keyword, we must remember our past so we are never doomed to repeat it. And also so we can learn from it and apply it to, you know, for, for our sake, for our knowledge. It's good to see some of you guys on here. I'm going to start with the preamble real quick. To all to whom these presents shall come, we, the undersigned delegates of the states affixed to our names, send greeting. Whereas the delegates of the United States of America in Congress assembled did on the 15th day of November in the year of our Lord... 1,777, and in the second year of the independence of America, agreed to certain articles of confederation, and a perpetual union between the states of New Hampshire, Massachusetts Bay, Rhode Island, and Providence Plantations, Connecticut, New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Delaware, Maryland, Virginia, North Carolina, South Carolina, and Georgia, basically the 13 colonies. Um, oh, that's very interesting that your granddaddy was a Confederate soldier. And um, guess what, guys? Unfortunately, on this show, we salute the Confederates because we know what they were standing for. That's why they actually called themselves Confederates uh, during the Civil War. They wanted to secede from the Northern tyrants. Those people decimated their land, decimated their way of life, took their agriculture, robbed the Southerners of their heritage, and completely, let's just say you could say took their quote-unquote slaves and indentured servants for themselves. 
Key words to remember up in the north, by the way. Rhode Island, all plantation state. New Jersey, plantation state. New York, plantation state. So here's Article 1. Going back to the Articles of Confederation. The style of this confederacy, and I kid you not, confederacy, directly here it says confederacy, shall be the United States of America. Funny how that works. Each state retains its sovereignty, freedom, and independence, and every power, jurisdiction, and right, which is not by this confederation, expressively delegated to the United States in Congress assembled. The said states hereby severally enter into a firm league of friendship with each other for their common defense, the security of their liberties, and their mutual and general welfare, binding themselves to assist each other against all force offered to or attacks made upon them, or any of them on account of religion, sovereignty, trade, or any other pretense whatever. The better to secure and perpetuate mutual friendship and intercourse among the people of the different states in this union. The free inhabitants of each of these states, paupers, vagabonds, and fugitives from justice accepted, shall be entitled to all privileges and immunities of free citizens in the several states. And the people of each state shall have free ingress and regress to and from any other state. From Article 4. Now, I know a lot of you guys know what's going on currently in our political climate, dealing with the Democrat scum and communists, preventing us from traveling from place to place, from state to state, without showing some type of a COVID passport, because we know that's coming down the pike as Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, and all their disgusting comrades are trying to make it so we all have to get vaccinated in order for us to have our freedoms back. But right here, as you guys can see, the Constitution clearly has been violated once more. Do we really have to get a vaccine in order for all of us to have our quote-unquote rights back? When we, the people, have had our common law, our common rights, this whole entire time? Doesn't that seem awfully fishy to you that we're all still sitting here waiting for the government to tell us to go back to normal when all we have to do is just do it? My friends, the time is now and we have wasted tons of time being compliant, being complacent, listening to the government every step of the way. And yes, Republicans, I'm also talking to you. You're equally as guilty to put people like myself, diehard patriotic loving Americans into this position. And we've lost our work, our livelihoods, a lot more than that, some people have lost their homes, filed for bankruptcy for their businesses. I mean, at what point do we need do we need to start saying to ourselves, has the majority of the country gone mad? Have we lost our way? Have we refused to look back into the past and really analyze the constitution? The Articles of Confederation clearly state in here that we should have the rights and privileges of any other state and we, we are allowed to travel however we'd like, whenever we'd like. And this book, guys, will never be contested. Article 4 continues on to say this. 
If any person guilty of, oh, here we go. You guys are going to love this. Or charged with treason, felony, or other high misdemeanor in any state shall flee from justice and be found in any of the United States. He shall, upon demand of the governor or executive power of the state from which he fled, be, be, uh, be delivered up and removed to the state having jurisdiction of his offense. So let's see. We have all these liberals that are fleeing, let's see, New York, California, you name it. All these northern Democrat communist states, and they are fleeing. They're committing crimes in their own state, and they are fleeing because of the crimes they did. Down to Texas, down south, down to Tennessee, down to Atlanta, down Atlanta, Georgia, down to Florida. And now they're doing the same exact crimes down in Patriot Territory. May I ask some of you out there currently, there's something definitely wrong with that picture that they're still not being held liable. I do get that the, you know, the governors of each state have automatically said, well, if you guys come down here and cause trouble, we're not going to tolerate it. But let's see, how many mass arrests of Democrat traitors have there been? Let's be honest here. How many politicians have been arrested? How many Antifa and Black Lives Matter and all these other morons how, how many of them have ever been held accountable other than the idiots that infiltrated the Capitol building in January 6th? And I think all of you guys know at this point that it wasn't good Americans like you and me. And um, again, going back to the Constitution, how many Democrats have been arrested and be held liable for treason like the Constitution says versus the hundreds if not thousands of patriots that were outside the Capitol bill and didn't even go in and they got arrested by the the feds and now they're being held as political prisoners in Washington doesn't that ring a bell doesn't that smell of baloney communistic crap and where are we in the world today where the constitution is just a meaning you know meaningless document I think you guys know exactly what it, what uh, needs to be done at this point. 1776 must come back, and it must come back with all of us. At least the ones that still believe in freedom in America. The rest of you guys can keep your vaccines. The rest of you guys can keep your complacency. The rest of you guys can keep on doing what you what you think is right, even though it's not right for everybody else. Again, I'll continue to read from the articles of Confederation because there's so much useful information. And as Relentless Patriots on this show, we always have information to guide us. Remember also this too, before I start reading, that the United States Constitution is a common law book. Now, what is common law? Common law is constitutional law. It's the full will and rights of the people, just like the Bill of Rights is. Um, that's one. Two, common law is above corporate law. What is corporate law? Corporate law is all these ridiculous organizations. You take Target, you take Walmart, you take the pharmaceutical companies, you take all the lobbyists in Washington making things up as they go. You take all these Marxists, you take all these racists, these actual real racists of white people and patriotic Americans of color. You take all these liberal indoctrinated professors 
You take all the school board members and members, right? You take all these people, and those are good examples of corporate law. The very same people that are constantly brainwashing our children and teaching them to hate this great land of ours. That is corporate law. Common law is the Constitution. Corporate law is what the what the government deems necessary for us to even have a driver's license, a firearms permit, and all these other ridiculous things that are preventing us from enjoying our true freedom. So we got to remember the two differences, okay? And that's the important part about why the Constitution should be protected. And anyone that wants to deem themselves necessary a patriot should take the constitutional oath to keep it and protect it against all enemies, foreign and domestic. All right, Article 5. For the most convenient management of the general interests of the United States, delegates shall be annually appointed in such manner as the legislators of each state shall direct to meet in Congress on the first Monday in November and every year with a power reserved to each state to recall its delegates. No state shall be represented in Congress for less than two, no more than seven members. It goes on to say down here, guys, freedom of speech and debate in Congress shall not be impeached or questioned in any court or placed out of Congress, and the members of Congress shall be protected in their persons from arrests or imprison imprisonments during the time of their going to and from and attendance on Congress. Except for treason, felony, or breach of the peace. Now, how many representatives breached the peace? How many turncoats that dare claim themselves to be Republican or conservative breached the peace and allowed for lockdowns to happen? Allowed for masks to happen? Every single time I look at this book, all I do when I see everybody else, especially when they're wearing their mask still while inside their car or outside on a beautiful 85 degree weather day is a bunch of turncoats, a bunch of sheep, a bunch of people that again do not understand the common law versus the corporate law versus everything that the social media and mainstream mediaites have brainwashed people into believing that if they don't dare wear their mask, if they don't, if they don't dare get a vaccine, they deserve to be scared, they deserve to be reprimanded, etc., etc. And they deserve to not have any freedom. So I, again, I tell you guys, the Constitution of the United States shall not be infringed and doesn't matter what right is in here. Um, the important part is that we study it and that we always talk about it as relentless patriots. Quick, quick update from New Jersey. So I was in a great patriotic meeting on Saturday evening. Patriots met from far and wide, we even had people come from out of state. And we were meeting in a certain county and we were talking about signing affidavits to have the election, especially the, the voting fraud, recounted in New Jersey. And New Jersey has been one of those states, guys, in which I'm sure a lot of you know that it has been completely ran by Democrats, corrupted, you know, chaotically disorganized and disassembled. And New Jersey is one of those also pivotal states and points in American history than the Revolutionary War, where George Washington literally crossed the Delaware River to blindside the British troops who were holding a fort and certain grounds, pivotal moments and pivotal land points in the Revolutionary War. 
And it's an outright insult to see that Capitol building that that is currently in place where those patriots once crossed be held by such tyrants like Governor Murphy and his constituents and these unemployment hacks. These same people that are preventing certain patriots that are out of jobs from getting their their due pay after you put them out of work. It's an insult. And here we are, several months later, you know, since January, still asking you guys to do the right thing and help out people that are out of work. Now, I'm not demanding socialism. I'm demanding what you promised us, especially people like me, people that are looking for a job every single day and trying to do their best to just preach about the Constitution and preach about freedom. And we're not going to give up this fight. Not by a long shot. So the whole problem is, guys, the Constitution has been chucked to the side and every single day our rights are being taken away, slowly. And uh, it's important that if if in your state you guys still aren't really allowed to completely quote-unquote open or you guys are completely um, demolished by the Democrats running your local town, Make sure you sign affidavits to get the election integrity overturned. We need two-thirds of the state, two-thirds of all the states in the United States, a.k.a. 34 states, to have more legislative um, push or authority to up investigate all the things that happened during the mail-in voting last year and the election fraud. Plus, it also allows us to amend the Constitution further, and also it allows us to get rid of the 16th Amendment or amend it where Congress doesn't have the power to lay taxes over every single thing that we buy or sell. So that's the important part about signing affidavits and making sure that we get involved, especially if you live in New Jersey, New York, all these places where they're Democrat safe havens. Now, quick sip of my coffee here. Okay, so I just, I just read from the Articles of Confederation for those that just tuned in with us. Let's go, let's go beyond the Articles of Confederation real quick and go back even further. Let's go back another 120 years where the pilgrims crossed dangerous waters to be here, to be free of their tyrannical king who was religiously persecuting them. And I think all you guys know that King James, it's amazing how many lines of madmen kings there were in England, how many tyrants there were, and how many tyrants there still are. England was never a free country. It was filled with all that Roman blood, if you know what I mean. And here I am, Sicilian, you know, hashtag Italian, part Italian. And yet, my family knew what tyrannical nonsense was. And I'm happy that we fled at least 100 years ago now. And I'm proud to call myself an American. But I digress. This is a, a diary kept by a pilgrim. Her name was Mary Rowlandson. And this person and her family were captured by the Indians in the local area around Lancaster, Massachusetts. She was taken captive February 10th, 1675. And here's also the reason why I'm reading this diary. Because a lot of you know the 1619 project was developed by a fraudster Marxist 
who loves to go around, who's not even a historian, by the way. She's just a guidance counselor. And somehow she's been promoted as this historian. Meanwhile, she has zero credentials. She barely has any constitutional knowledge, but yet she's allowed to go around and change all the curriculums in our public school systems to make the 1619 Project very prevalent, especially in the inner city schools, as showing that America was the most racist place ever. And it dates back all the way to almost 400 years ago, during when the pilgrims came, and that all the pilgrims were evil, and that ever since then, the Native Americans were enslaved, and the white man came and enslaved everybody else, yada, 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 the whole nine. But here's some proof, guys, that the 1619 Project was full of garbage. And I'm sure a lot of you guys out there know it's full of garbage. For weeks, this person, Mary, relied on the grace of God as she was forced to stay with the Indians as they fled through the wilderness to elude the colonial militia, who was desperately trying to find her and rescue her and her family as being prisoners. She goes on to say, On the 10th of February, 1675, came the Indians with great numbers upon Lancaster. Their first coming was about sunrising. Hearing the noise of some guns, we looked out. Several houses were already burning, and the smoke ascending to heaven. There were five persons taken in one house, the father and the mother and a child. All three of them were knocked over the head, and they were took and carried away alive. There were also two others who were being brought out of their garrison. They were all knocked in the head. Another there who was running along was shot and wounded and fell down. He begged them of his life. Please spare my life. Promising them money. But they would not hearken to him. So they knocked him in the head and stripped him naked and split open his bowels. Another seeing many of the Indians about his barn ventured and went out but was quickly shot down. There were three others belonging to the same garrison who were killed. The Indians getting upon the roof of the barn had advantage to shoot down upon them over their fortification. Thus these mur murderous wretches went on burning and destroying before them. And at, at length they came and finally beset on her own house. And quickly it was the, the dolefulest day that ever mine eye saw. The house stood upon the edge of a hill. Some of the Indians got behind the hill, others into the barn and others behind anything they could shelter shelter with, from all which places they shot against the house, so that the bullets seemed to fly like hail, and quickly they wounded one man among us, then another, then a third. About two hours, according to my observation in that amazing time, they had been about the house before they prevailed to fire it, which they did with, fla with flax and hemp, which they brought out of the barn. And they were being... No defense about the house, only two flankers at two opposite corners, and one of them not finished. They fired at it once, and once, and one ventured out and quenched it, but they quickly fired it again. And that took now is the dreadful hour come that I have often heard in the time of war, as it was the case of others, but now mine, my own eyes see it. 
Some in our house were fighting for their lives, others wallowing in their blood, the house on fire over our heads, and the bloody heathen ready to knock us in the head once more, if we dare stir out or ran out from the fire. Then I took my children, and we heard mothers and children, other children crying out for themselves and one another, Lord, what shall we do? We went forth and left the house, but as soon as we came to the door, appeared the Indians. And they shot the house up so thick that the bullets rattled against the house, as if one had taken a handful of stones and threw them. So we were, we were, we had to fall back. Unbelievable. They begin to talk about more of the, the garrison where they were. But ultimately, guys, um, the Indians with their guns and spears and hatches devoured most of this fort where Mary was staying and took Mary captive. She goes on to say how cruelly treated, not just her, but the other women and children that were captured were treated by the Native Americans. If you don't want to believe me, look up her own account. Mary Rowlandson, who's recounting her captivity. It's a very long journal entry, but uh, and that was just the beginning. Um, so, Miss 1619 Project Lady, Miss Guidance Counselor, Miss Marxist, Mrs. Moron. How come you haven't read from the diaries of the pilgrims? How come, uh, I'm going to ask all of you guys this question. Speaking of the pilgrims that fled persecution of King James, the tyrant. Why, oh why, would 300 plus settlers that made a compact of peace and religion and freedom, which was basically where we got our first taste of liberty at. You want to talk about our forefathers? Go back to the pilgrims where they fled persecution and they, some of them didn't even make it on the way here. Why oh why, Miss Marxist, why oh why would people that are fleeing persecution want to enslave others? You think it was uh, some type of a happy accident that the pilgrims decided to rush here and flee enslavement, persecution, and all different types of torture from the king when they landed here in America and were tortured themselves? I mean, you gotta be some type of sicko in the head to not understand what freedom is and what liberty is. How dare you even disgrace the pilgrims when most of them were completely peaceful and barely wanted to enslave anything or anyone. They were allowed to come here via their charter, and regardless of what any Native American said or felt, guess what? We came here. And was it our right to come here by King James and by others? Yes. And also by the Spanish settlers and the French settlers that we were allies with. You know, we had different cultures here. We even had the Danish here. And and some German soldiers done the Revolutionary War. And I find it funny that the 1619 Project only wants to talk about white people. 
Never wants to talk about the Native Americans, how they used to enslave each other and slay each other for land and, and glory, and they, they would take their women and have their way with them. I mean, no one ever talks about the tribe the tribal wars between the Iroquois and the Algonquin or the Sioux and the and the and the Cherokee. No one ever talks about those parts. And I also heard today, while we're on this subject, that new bones were found in I believe it was Nebraska. And these bones were actually older than the Native American bones. And they and the and these bones were from from Asia. Like Hunan province. We're talking about China. So if you really want to talk about the first people here, they were the Chinese. And I know that sounds crazy. Or, you know, Asian descent. And and I, again, I know that sounds crazy, but guess what? It doesn't mean China has a right to invade us right the second. <laughs> Yep, so let's keep pushing forward, guys, that we got to look to our past in order to make sure our present is physically and mentally fit with patriotism and liberty. Guys, we are here again live in North Arlington, New Jersey. We just got done with a awesome Declaration of Independence reading, celebrating our independence from the tyrants. And if you ask me, the real tyrants have been a lot more than just the quote-unquote British <laughs> from many moons ago. It has now become a alive and apparent thing that we've been infiltrated from within and that we have to start standing up. We have to start standing up. To be a patriot means to call the shots for freedom. You know, and I can't stress this enough that... Got some Gatling guns here, nice. You have to pay respect where respect's due. And the problem is a lot of people have forgotten that. But we, the people, haven't. We, the patriots, have not. And we're going to continue to. Respect freedom, respect the flag, honor our fallen. The fact of the matter is, being an American at this point is one of the most important jobs, important duties that the entire world could possibly know about. To establish freedom, to respect freedom, is very important. This is why we have all that we have. And for those of you that are not grateful, for those of you that don't get what freedom is about, again, I ask you, I ask you, if there's somewhere better that you'd rather be, then please, pack your stuff up and leave. Because here, in the United States of America, the only way we can have unity is if we believe in freedom. And if you cannot believe in freedom, then get out. It's simple as possible. It's simple. Freedom is something that's not to be abused. It's to be appreciated. Again, we're here in North Arlington, New Jersey. We just got done with an awesome reading of the Declaration of Independence. And if you ask me, the true Declaration of Independence needs to be written further 
against traitors, Benedict Arnolds, tyrants, socialists, you name it. No quarter for tyrants, no quarter for traitors. We have to preserve our constitution through any means. So here's the thing. We just got done reading Declaration of Independence. And the reason why we seceded is because a tyrant 3,000 miles away across the sea was overtaxing us, forcing us into what he wanted us to do for himself, and abusing the people, telling the troops to, you know, force we the people into certain circumstances where we couldn't fight our way out. And that's what's happening right now within our own government. We are being forced to do things in which we don't want to. The taxes are being raised. The people are turning on each other. And people are turning our backs, most importantly, on the American flag and on our country. So, again, celebrate the 4th of July the right way. Say no to tyrants. Say no to people that don't appreciate being here. You know, it's like a drug, guys. Like, it's very easy to get caught in this socialistic, communistic attitude when a lot of free things are presented to you and then they're never given to you. It's very easy. You can, you can ask the average person when and where they've succumbed to socialism and they'll be like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. But meanwhile, they voted for bills in which there's socialist health care reform, there's, you know, uh, free, educa- free universal education and all this other crap. And they have zero idea what they're voting on um, when it comes to the president, when it comes to their local congressman or woman. They have, they have no idea. They have no idea what they're doing. And again, this is probably more the nicer parts of um, northern Jersey. But at the same time, Newark is right down the street. You know, if you continue to follow this road right over here, you'll continue to get to Democratville. And in Democratville, they're too busy putting up George Floyd statues. They're too busy burning American flags and stepping all over the thing. And they're not busy enough appreciating freedom and each other. Let's get one thing straight. Let's get one thing straight. That we the people are responsible for preserving liberty against tyrants, against socialists, against communists, against people in which do not appreciate this great land of ours. And that's the thing. A lot of people aren't willing to take it to that step. A lot of people aren't willing to say, get out of my country. A lot of people aren't willing to get in someone else's face and preach to them about this document 24-7. When we do celebrate 4th of July today, this is a beautiful day, finally it stopped raining, that we remember all the people that have sacrificed so much. We remember our forefathers and what their vision was for this country. I can tell you this, you know, right now that I don't think they envision socialism, communism, and, all, you know, tyrannical democracy, if you even want to call it that, for their future, for their country's future. They wrote this document. They wrote the Constitution. They wrote the Declaration of Independence. They wrote the Bill of Rights for a reason. So that way we can never, ever have to deal with a tyrant, a king, 
or any type of a legislator that could rule over the people with an iron fist, that could hold a, you know, hold us all hostage to our own freedom. And that's what that's what upsets me the most because so many people have decided for themselves, oh, this is just a piece of parchment. This is just a doc. It's just an old document. Who cares about it? Um, okay, so let me ask you this. Who cares about freedom? Who cares about America? Who cares about actually being able to do what you want to do in a land in accordance with the law? Um, in order to preserve freedom, you got to have law too. And I'm not saying, look, is every single law moral? No. We know that. There's tons of laws that the government makes that aren't moral. Like masks and mandatory vaccines and abortions. Yeah, I'll say it. Um, just because something's on paper doesn't mean it makes it moral. It, it's meant to be interpreted, you know, interpreted. So that's what I'm saying. You have to interpret this document as well. Because there are amendments in here, like the 16th Amendment, which was not made by our forefathers. Right before World War I, where allowed Congress to lay taxes over we the people. From 1913 and upward. Right, right, right on time when the Federal Reserve was created. You know, and that's what I'm saying to you guys. Like, the 4th of July is very, very important. And we have to hold our country right now and our freedoms near and dear to our heart. We have no time to waste. We really don't at this point. You know, like it, it even says in here. Look at all these things that, that the king did back then. Look at all these things. Obstructed the administration of justice by refusing their own laws for establishing, you know, judiciary powers and justice. They're making their own judges uh, judges dependent on his will alone. Sounds an awful like like Washington right now. Sounds an awful like, you know, a lot like it. And it's it's sickening to see that the past is coming back to haunt us. He's affected to render the military independent of and superior to the civil power. Well, the military right now, guys, as you guys know, has gone woke. They've lowered the standards. They've lowered the bar. They make it they make it easier and easier for regular people with zero screenings whatsoever of sanity and, and sexuality. Like, you take the transgender population and they've been allowed to run amok inside the military. You take one of the brigadier generals who's in charge of recruitment He's already he's already signed off on all these woke orders per se. It's like where do the where do those orders come from? It didn't come from Trump. It didn't come from Congress. I mean, who decided that it's okay to have all these psychopaths, not only in Congress but in the military and and, and in local offices? So the same things that have happened 300 plus years ago are now coming to fruition now. And I always tell people, remember the Constitution, remember the Revolutionary War, remember why our ancestors fought and died to preserve it, even if you're not from here originally, you know, even if you weren't born here, remember why you have the, the luxury, you could say, or the privilege to even be here right now, because of what they fought and died for. And that's what I'm saying to you, a lot of people don't realize and recognize what America actually was and who actually died so we can have a better future, you know? All you gotta do is thank a veteran for the most part. You know, all you gotta do is thank your, 
your local first responders, your police, your fire department, you know? And you have to pray that a lot of them are oath keepers and not breakers. Yeah, well, that's exactly right. Where's the old drill sergeants and generals? <laughs> where's, where's the general patents of old? I, I could tell you that there's very few left. Um, that's about it. There's not much other than that. Because America has been, you know, infiltrated from within, like we said before. It's been dissoluted. And it's been convoluted. And it's been conspired against. And that's something that aggravates the living crap out of me. Because my family fought in world wars. I'm sure a lot of you guys had relatives that fought in wars like Vietnam, Korean War. You know, and um, you know, thank God they survived and stuff. But a lot of people didn't come home. They did not come home. Just like the Revolutionary War. They didn't come home either. The majority of the militia didn't come home. The majority of the colonial armies did not come home. Continental armies did not come home. And you could say what you want about both sides, but I could tell you this much. You know what I see in this country, this, you know, in this day and age? A whole bunch of turncoats that don't value freedom, that want to, you know, take these woke narratives and use it for their benefit and betray the Constitution. And that's something that we have to remember. That 4th of July is something that we should never, ever take for granted. And that we should praise to the ends of the world, to the ends of the earth. And that we will not surrender it. We will not surrender our freedom. We will not surrender our country by any means necessary. And I think a lot of people need to start waking up to that fact. That we the people have had it up to here with tyrannical dictatorships, turncoats, traitors, Benedict Arnolds, you name it. There's a whole bunch of them. And again, who knows? It could be your next door neighbor. You don't know until you actually have a conversation or until you see a flag being, uh, you know, hoisted up. And it's not the American flag. You never know. You never know if the person next to you is some type of a socialist Nazi until you actually see what they do. You know, until they are pressure tested, per se, in times of tyranny. And that's what I want you guys to remember. You know what, yeah, if, if George Washington came back, absolutely. And slaps Joe Biden in the face, hells yes. Takes him down to the ground and pistol whips him, that'd be even, that'd be even better. <laughs> but yeah, we, we're here, guys. North Arlington, New Jersey, Police Borough Hall, and a little bit of a war memorial over here for all the veterans that never came back. Got Vietnam, North Korea. Got to honor the fallen also. Like I said before, you have to. And guess what? Do not apologize. And I mean this. Do not apologize for your love of this great land. Do not apologize for being someone that supports freedom. Do not apologize for believing in the stars and stripes in the red, white, and blue. Absolutely. I, I would pay for that to happen right now. Right now, take all my life savings, take my 401k, please, Mr. Washington, come back and save us. <laughs> That's the only quote-unquote politician I would want back to save us. Because he didn't want to be a politician. I don't know if you guys knew that. He didn't even want, to, he didn't even want a, a first term or second term. He wanted to be a um, just an inspiration. 
just a gray man on the side. But you know what? He had to make a choice. People were very thankful that he led the Continental Army and that he disaluted General Cornwallis, surrounded him, and pushed him back to the sea. You know, people were very thankful for that. I, I would be. I'd be right by his side. And that's what we have to remember, too. Fourth of July, way back in the day, at this very moment, at this very moment, people were signing the Declaration of Independence, and that's the coolest part of all. You know, they were signing it, and they got every single representative from every single state at that time, every, every colony, and had decided for themselves, let's put all our petty crap aside and stand up for freedom. Stand up against this king. I don't even care about kings. I care about freedom. I care about patriotism, and I care at the fact that millions of people have fled their own homeland to come here to be free. And that's what people don't get. And that's what the Congress people don't get. They keep raising the taxes on us. They keep imposing all these ridiculous laws on the people, especially if you're white, especially if you're an American, especially if you believe in the Constitution and that your colors don't run. We're going to need some badasses to win this war. And it's going to be a very long war. It's going to be a very long journey. And that's what people don't seem to get, that through being an American is how we're going to win. Through believing in freedom and the Constitution is how we're going to win. And just never cowering down, never backing down, fighting hard in the school districts where all this crap is done, where all people are being brainwashed to believe in socialistic, democratic nonsense. And true, and true if you want to say anything about democracy, true democracy is freedom. True democracy is, hey, let's negotiate. Let's put a bunch of petty differences aside and negotiate and try to see what's best for everybody. But that's not what modern-day democracy means. It's modern-day socialism. It's modern-day tyranny. It's modern-day communism. And I, for one, will not stand for it. And like all of you guys out there as well, I'm pretty sure you won't stand for it either. I'll talk to you guys later. Happy Fourth of July. Let's celebrate. And... Don't worry about celebrating safely with a mask and a vaccine and, and, and making sure... No, light your fireworks up, have a beer or two, have some damn cigars for once in your life, and let's celebrate the Declaration of Independence. Let's celebrate freedom from tyrants, from nimrods, from people that don't appreciate what it means to be an American. What's going on, patriots? Real is Patriot Frank here with part two of Washington's Manor in Morristown, New Jersey. Celebrating 4th of July the right way by paying tribute to our forefathers and you could basically say that we should be grateful. George Washington had to keep fleeing from the British troops. They were trying to capture him and his, and his um, continental soldiers. We have to be thankful for freedom. And it's a beautiful day to celebrate. You know, so while a lot of you guys are probably barbecuing, drinking beer, maybe at the beach, well, who knows, right? But when you celebrate America, you need to celebrate our forefathers as well. 
they go hand in hand because if it weren't for their idea of separating from the evil King George of the time, we wouldn't have what we have. This was his original manor. It has to obviously be um, refurnished and whatnot. They're working on it. But it's amazing. The same place where we were walking right this second is where George Washington was planning, you know, drawing out maps, which I have in my possession here. I bought a replica of it. But um, drawing maps about where the British were and how to basically reorganize and come around their flank where they least expect it. And if you ask me, guys, that's kind of what we have to do. Right now, Patriots are in hiding ever since January 6th happened. And what we have to remember is now we have to redraw our battle maps. We have to reflank them. We have to outdo them and outmaneuver them. And I think it's amazing that we could just hang out and reflect here about how important America is. And going back almost 300 years of history right in this very little spot. Very soothing. Very amazing to know. Surprised they don't have musket demonstrations going on, but everyone's probably gone for the day. And it's funny, I only have 20 to 30 minutes away from here. And I would never expect for me come down here and visit because I didn't know any better but now I do now I do now I can reflect on freedom and about America and about the oncoming war that's ahead of us the war against tyrants the war against liberals the war against socialists and Marxists I think, I think it's amazing that we take so much for granted in this country and we don't know how to give thanks or pay tribute. There's nothing we could say or do at this point that's going to um, fix our current situation other than we have to keep fighting. And that is our job, to keep fighting, to keep standing. And we have to, you know, reflect upon all the things that we thought were once you know good and normal and and realize that if we want those things we have to preserve through fighting back for it paying tribute amazing absolutely amazing How you doing, gentlemen? We've rarely ever had It's amazing just walking through here, guys, and just paying homage and walking in the footsteps of George Washington himself and the Continental soldiers that sacrificed so much to give us what we have currently. And any liberal, any socialist, any Marxist, any communist 
any hammer and, hammer and sickle wearing fanatic. This message goes directly out to you. If you do not study history, you are doomed to repeat it. The only history you know, unfortunately, is one of tyrannical lies and deceit. And that you are standing against freedom. And therefore, we have to stand against you. I think a lot of people fail to realize that America was built off the backs of patriots, not slaves. And that so many people have made it a choice for themselves not to understand what this country was really about and the reasons for it. I even go I even tell you guys to go back a bit further prior to the French and Indian War and what the events were and how the British came here how they followed the Puritans about a hundred so, some odd years later and the French shortly behind and everyone started to get the land for themselves greed, power, wealth, etc. But you know what? A couple of brave, courageous men said no. No to greed, no to power, no to wealth but they said yes to freedom and I don't care what any liberal nutty professor says to you about who the forefathers were if they still haven't visited places like this then they can never understand what freedom was what it meant to them and that's what I think a lot of people have uh, a hard time with they're choosing for themselves to look the other way at certain things certain parts of history for all we know George Washington could be hanging out right next to us right here you know and uh, I think it's funny that liberals rather worship Stalin or Hitler in certain aspects or Che Guerra or those other pieces of filth that they call themselves countrymen or people that believe in quote unquote freedom through enslaving others by using the power of the government to dictate what needs to be said and done over the people the constitution was read and written so that way we can have freedom so that way the government didn't have a lot of power. Completely opposite of what the socialists, what the Marxists, what the Stalinists, what the Leninites said. And um, I'm just going to set the phone down here for a bit. And I'm going to pull out some battle plan maps. Well, we have George Washington here with us. Because I know his spirit is here right now. And I know that he's speaking through all of us that still believe in America and is telling us to fight. You know? I'm pretty sure he's here. You know, so, so let's talk a little bit about what freedom is. 
We're going to read from the Constitution. We're going to read from the Declaration of Independence. And, um... This is a letter, actually. Written by Representative Susan Lynn from Tennessee. 57th District. It's called, They Can't Push Us Around Forever. We send greetings from the Tennessee General Assembly on June 23, 2009. House Joint Resolution 108, the State Sovereignty Resolution, was signed by Governor Phil Bredenson. The resolution created the committee, which has as its charge to communicate the resolution to the legislators of the several states, call for a joint working group between the states to enumerate the abuses of authority by the federal government. So this is a direct address to the federal government um, let's see, but 2009, so we're talking about 19 years later, basically. And, um, it's, it is for those purposes that this letter addresses your honorable body. In 1776, our founding fathers declared our freedom in the magnificent Declaration of Independence. Our guide to governance. They established a nation of free and independent states, declaring that the purpose of our political system is to secure for its citizens their natural rights. The Constitution authorizes the national government to carry out 17 enumerated powers in Article 1, Section 8, and the powers of several of the ensuing amendments. At the time of the constitutional ratification process, James Madison drafted the Virginia Plan to give Congress general legislative authority and to empower the national judiciary to hear any case that might cause friction among the states to give the Congress a veto over state laws. To empower the national government to use the, mil the military against the states and to eliminate the states' accustomed role in selecting members of Congress. Each one of these proposals was soundly defeated. In fact, Madison made many more attempts to authorize a national veto over state laws. And these were repeatedly defeated as well. There are clear limits to power of the federal government and clear realms of power for the states. However, the simple and clear expression of purpose to secure natural rights has evolved into the modern expectation that the national government has an obligation to ensure our life, to create our liberty, and fund our pursuit of happiness. The national government has become a complex system of programs whose purpose whose purposes lie outside of the responsibilities of the enumerated powers and of securing our natural rights programs that benefit while others must pay today the federal government seeks to control the salaries of those employed by private businesses to change provisions of private contracts and nationalize banks insurers and auto manufacturers and to dictate to every person in the land what his or her medical choices will be Forcing property from employers to provide health care, legislating what individuals are and, and are not entitled to, and using the labor of some that so others can receive money that they did not earn goes far beyond securing natural rights and the enumerated powers in the Constitution. The role, ladies and gentlemen and patriots, of our American government has been blurred, bent, and breached. The rights endowed to us by our Creator must be restored. And how do we restore it, one must ask. How do we do that? By standing up for freedom. You know, and to be sure, the people that created the federal government 
to be their agent for certain enumerated purposes only are Benedict Arnolds. They're traitors. There are people that do not see what they've done. And I just spoke to a couple people here before I went live, but people really don't realize what they've sold their souls to. And in terms of George Washington, in terms of our forefathers, they gave up an immense amount of their own freedom so that we may have freedom. And you know, regardless of what whatever liberal teacher has taught you guys um, about the forefathers having slaves and being such terrible, ty tyrannical people, if that were the case, it would have joined the British and never seceded from them, right? We know that's very a very common sense approach to what tyranny is. And everyone must have the ability to know the differences and identify right away without question. What are the actions of tyrants for the, what are the actions of patriots? What are the actions of the constitution versus what are the actions of say what's going on in America right this second and what our government's trying to do to us and how many liberal stooges have been funded by them? Or the fact that the that the government created all these crises so that way they can put us in a constant state of fear and paranoia. So I tell you guys all these things because, and I'm very passionate about it, because you got to pay tribute and you got to give credit where it's due. That's what America is. America is a place where freedom should be merited, it should be respected and should be appreciated it should never be abused because if you look at 75 percent of the rest of the world they are all under tyrannical dictators they have adapted the socialism clause the marxism clause the communistic clauses and here we are as patriots here we are as people not sure what to do but meanwhile all we have to do is look to the guidance of our forefathers and they will help us restore freedom and um, the way we do that, guys, is by being a little more honest with ourselves, by paying a little more tribute, being humble, and respecting the Constitution and our original laws, and reading from it all the time, and educating our youth, because what the youth rather care about right now is, is cartoons, video games, and things that have nothing to do with what they're gonna do with themselves for the rest of their lives. But freedom, the Constitution, has everything to do with it. And the more people realize that the Constitution enables these opportunities, that gives them these rights, the more they're gonna understand how to truly escape what's going on right this second. And the more children will be educated for the future. Because that's, that's a big part of the problem that people tend to forget is that America was created. So that way all of us can have an opportunity and yet we had to go through a couple bumpy patches here and there. What country has it? The thing is, nowadays, and look, guys, I live in New Jersey. And a, and, a, and, a, and a decent part of New Jersey as well. I'm not talking about like, you know, the ghettos or the slums or Patterson or, or Hackensack or all these places that have been long forgotten. And that were original slave plantations of the north. No, no, no. I'm talking about a place where people decided to move out of the city to come up here. And this is the best that they can do. Allow these liberal halfwits to control the school systems. Allow these communists to pass all these ridiculous laws about critical race theory. Um, this is what saddens me the most. 
that 15, 20 minutes away from here is Morristown. Like downtown. Or a little less than that. But all I see downtown from here are a bunch of hippies. A bunch of yo-yos with rainbow flags. A bunch of people who don't respect freedom. Or that pretend that they know what it's about. And don't dare read from the Constitution. Or don't dare stand up for us together. You know, let's just say if they were all down with us January 6th, the government would say, hmm, we haven't controlled everybody. We should really be afraid now. Because now everyone's united against us. The same way our forefathers, our continental soldiers, the generals, the captains, the same way everyone was rallying together with them, right? So that's what we have to remember here, that when you guys come to visit places like this, there's a specific reason why you should come. Don't come just to visit. No, come to pay respect, to pay homage. You guys come to Washington's Manor, you go to, you go to certain monuments in D.C., pay respect, pay homage, and appreciate freedom. Because I'll tell you guys this much, all the other countries and the people that I've spoken to, again, that have migrated from those countries, appreciate America more than the Americans do. And that's what upsets me the most. Is that so much we take for granted. You know, and in terms of the Constitution, never take this for granted. Always read from it. I'm going to continue a little more. And this, this is by a great, again, a great, a great patriot, Republican representative, Susan Lynn from Tennessee. The Tenth Amendment defines the total scope of federal power as being that which has been delegated by the people to the federal government. And also that which is absolutely necessary to advancing those powers, specifically enumerated in the Constitution of the United States. The rest is to be handled by the state governments or locally by the people themselves. The Constitution does not include a congressional power to override state laws. It does not give the judicial branch unlimited jurisdiction over all matters. It does not provide Congress with the power to legislate over everything. This is verified by the simple fact that attempts to make these principles part of the Constitution were soundly rejected by its signers to begin with. With this in mind, any federal attempt to legislate beyond the constitutional limits of Congress, Congress's authority is a, is a betrayal of state sovereignty and is unconstitutional. There you guys have it. And this is by someone back in 2009. With this in mind, governments and political leaders are best held accountable to the will of the people when government is local. The people of a state know what is best for them. Authorities, potentially thousands of miles away, governing their lives as opposed to the very notion of freedom. So that's what I'm saying. Like, if, if you take, again, the Revolutionary War and King George and everything like that, they weren't going to allow a tyrant 3,000 miles away rule them. The same way we shouldn't allow Washington, D.C. We shouldn't allow the feds. We shouldn't allow any of these, these terrible, tyrannical organizations like the ATF like the CIA, like any of these places that want to spy on us. We shouldn't allow any of them to reign over us. And I'm pretty sure you guys know that by now and agree with me. They're, those are the tyrants of the future. And that's what we have to be aware of. You know, so again, let me just take this out here. Washington's Manor, my friends. 
Washington's Manor. The very birthplace of freedom, the very birthplace of an idea to outflank the British troops and generals, to circle back, like ridiculous Pensaki would say, but circle back for freedom. It's time for all of us to get off our, you know, you know, if you want to, if you want to put it that, I'm not saying all you guys are fat and lazy, but fat and lazy American asses and stand up for patriotism and to actually reflect the goodness of freedom. I'll see if I can go, uh, go back on live later tonight. The phone battery is about to die, but just so you guys can understand what it is to be free. What it is that you need to do in order to reflect and how you need to cherish the Constitution on a daily basis. So until next time, guys, stay relentless. Celebrate your freedoms the right way. Don't be a dumb-dumb. Don't be a communist. Don't be a socialist or Marxist. If you do, then leave. Make room for people who actually want to be here, like the immigrants at the border, right? Fighting to get in. Thank you for tuning in to the Relentless Patriots podcast. Don't forget to follow us on social media and visit us on the web at www.therelentlesspatriotsapparel.com.